May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my salvation. So in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, we say, Lord, have your way with us. Amen. If we are to be a church which seeks to do what Jesus commands us to do, then surely we should be a church that looks to the passages in Acts and say to ourselves, that could be us. That could be us. That could be us doing what they are doing. I just love reading Acts. I've I got to tell you, I, I, it's great. It's not easy. In fact, it's sometimes really tough. But I just love reading about the disciples and what they did. We've got here in Acts 3, Peter's second sermon. It's funny how the Methodist Church has arranged it because we'll hear his first one in a couple of weeks. And we'll hear his first one at Pentecost where he stands up And he preaches the sermon number one in the back catalogue. And then this one is number two. Still good, but just not quite as good as... No, I'm kidding. It's still good. It's great. This is number two in the sermon series. And what he's got to say is really important. Because... If anyone ever says to you, I've, I've got no idea what happened at Easter, I've got no idea, just, just ask him to read this. Because what he does is he goes through the Easter story. It's great. It's great. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. But there's key verses in both passages. And one of them that struck me the most when I read them is two very similar passages. Okay. In the one in Luke... Jesus said to his disciples, you are witnesses to this. When he appeared to the disciples and said, I'm here, I'm alive, he said to them, you are witnesses to this. And when Peter stands up and he says, Jesus is alive. He says, we are witnesses to this. Two very similar lines in the Bible. Okay? And he was saying to them, on that day, without any shadow of a doubt, that Jesus Christ died and rose from the dead. And he's in 100% no doubt in his mind when he tells those people, I am a witness He is alive. We are witnesses to that fact here today, that Jesus Christ died and rose again. It is the most, simply the most important part of our faith, that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. I've got a quote here that I was reading this week uh, in one of my commentaries. Okay, and it says this. It says, if Jesus rose from the dead, then you have to accept 
all that he said. If he didn't rise from the dead, then why worry about anything he said at all? The issue on which everything hangs is not whether or not you believe or like his teaching, but whether or not he rose from the dead. Whether or not he rose from the dead. That is where our faith hinges. Did he rise from the dead? And are we witnesses of this? The other day, um, it was about half ten in the morning, and uh, Phoebe had been up early that morning, so um, she'd gone down for a nap about half ten. And uh, I came back into the, the front room and I sat down, and I thought, oh, it's lovely, a bit of peace and quiet. And then a knock went at the door, and I went to the door. And uh, there's this guy at the door. And he said to me, Hello, good morning. I said, Hello. He said, Are you going to be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ this weekend? Well, what I said next shocked him out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was blown away. He was like, Really? <laughs> I said, Yes. I'll be celebrating, and I celebrate that every single day. And he said, oh, this is wonderful, and he gave me the leaflets. You know, you know what, where I'm going with this. Yeah. He gave me the leaflets, and he said, it's amazing, like, I can't believe someone's so young. I said, I didn't tell him I was turning 30, I was, yeah, I was trying to, you know. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, and I'm going to be celebrating. And um, we started talking about different things and I, I started to, um, to see, tell him a few things that you know I wanted to tell him a few verses that I always have prepared and he said I can't believe that you um, are quoting scripture where did you learn this um, and I said well I, I've, um, I've gone to church most of my life and um, he said oh what denomination are you I said well um, I've gone to a Methodist church my whole life and um, so I, I would say I'm a Methodist and also I, I go to a Methodist church now and I've got a degree in theology at a Methodist Bible college and I work for four Methodist churches um, I didn't tell him I got married in the Salvation Army church because that, <laughs> that, that would have just confused him but I said you know, so I'm a Methodist and um, he said, that's good because your beliefs are the same as mine. I thought, that's, that's really interesting. So I went through a few more verses with him. Um, but I tried to do it in a really lovely way. His name was Colin. Okay. And it was amazing. It was really good. And I, I really like, I shocked him. I, that, was that, that was the overriding feeling I got from the conversation, that he was shocked that A, someone would talk back to him probably, maybe had a lot of rejection that day, that B, someone knew what they were talking about, um, and I tried to, tried to teach him what I, what I believed. I tried to be a witness for what I believed. Okay? And he was, he was blown away. He said you know, some lovely things. And I said, look, um, I'd love you um, coming for a drink, and I could go through more things with you. 
on this. And he said he would come back. Um, he's not been back yet. Okay. I tried to do it in a loving way. Okay. But I really wanted to witness to him. And I think I really got through to him on that day. And I was being a witness to what Jesus did. And it was really interesting. And I really do, I'm really praying that he'd come back. Because he said he'd come back in a couple of weeks when he was next coming round. So hopefully the house will be tidy and I can invite him in for a drink. <laughs> hopefully. Okay. And it was amazing. And that week was the week before Easter. And uh, I went to a youth group on the Tuesday night. And this, um, as some of you may know already, because I've been sharing and asking you to pray, um, is a particularly tough uh, youth group. It happens at St. Mark's Church in Gateshead. And we have um, between about, it's between about 15 and 18 uh, young people, aged between about 14 and 18, um, that come to, to the youth group. And they're, they're, I can't lie, they're a tough bunch. They're a tough bunch. Um, far tougher than I ever was. I was. I've always been a big softy, but they're just, I just love them to bits. And we've had like a year and a half with them. And it's, and it's been a rocky road, I've got to tell you that. It's been a really rocky road. And um, praying for these kids every week and speaking to these kids every week about Jesus, what he did, who he was. And some of their reactions and their, their answers to things are, are hilarious. But they're great, they're really honest about things. And if they don't believe you, they call you out on it. They say, I don't believe that. As simple as that. And it's something that you fundamentally believe in, that I believe in so much. And they say, I don't believe that, Matt, to be honest with you. That, that's, they're so honest. And um, the week before Easter, I, I, was got my, I had my very special Easter message for them. It was great. And it was all about um, pressing the reset button on a games console. Something they'll all be really familiar with. Like, if it's not going your way, you just press reset, you start again. And I talked about how Jesus came to be that reset button on life. So that we could press it and we could start again with him. Okay? And we talked about how Jesus died on the cross. And I said to them... I was really bold. I thought, well, I'm going to do this. I said, and I'm going to pray a prayer. This old thing. It, you know, I thought, oh, it's, it's terrible. It's not, it's not very like, modern um, youth ministry. But I was saying, I'm going to pray this prayer. If anyone wants to pray this prayer with me, you can pray it. And if you did pray it, then come and see me at the end. So I prayed the prayer that we've done for years. And yes, I, I prayed the prayer. Okay. And then we prayed. And um, we played a game. And we come back afterwards. And this one girl, let's see, this one girl came up to me. And she said, you know how you said to come and see if I prayed that prayer? I said, yes. And she said, I asked God to press the reset button on my life. Her name's Ellie. She's 14 years old from Gateshead. Her whole family doesn't believe in Jesus. Don't want her to, to know at all. And she, she pressed the reset button on her life on that day and uh, we've been given some Bibles to give out to people who um, give their life to Jesus basically and it helps them go through things and um, she said yeah I did that today I, I prayed that prayer and then she asked me if I'd done it I said yeah I did it when I was 18 just a bit older than she was and we, we talked about it and it, that took a year and a half of um, talking to 
15 to 20 young people and one person give their life to Christ. Peter was talking to 2,000 people when he talked to this prayer. And did taught this sermon. And what he did was really important. And sometimes we can get you know, carried away because basically my dream is that everyone will know Jesus. Everyone. And I set my life up to be a witness to Christ so that everyone will come to faith. But it's one at a time. It's one at a time. It's really difficult. And the reason I tell you these stories is, is not to big myself up But to tell you exactly what Peter said, the first thing he said, when the people demanded an explanation, he said, it's not me. It's not us that did that. It's Jesus. I've talked to so many young people about different things, and I don't know, I really don't know what works and what doesn't work. The only explanation that I've ever been able to come up with is that God moves sometimes and other times he's moving a different way to what I think he... Or, do you know what I mean? A different way to what I think he's moving, but he's still moving. But sometimes he showed up. And on that day when I said, does anyone want to pray that prayer and reset your life? Ellie did. And God moved. And God worked through the words that he gave me that day. And it was amazing. But it wasn't me that did it. It was Jesus that did it. And he couldn't have done it if he didn't rise from the dead. Because his religion would be dead. He did it because he was alive and he moved that day. It wasn't me. It was him. It's all about Jesus. It's all about what he has done. That's the first point. It's all about Jesus. I was in a um, group of about 2,000 people yesterday at a football match, and I was in the away end. And um, I was funny because um, I've been looking at the passage, and, and all the commentators say it's up to about 2,000 people. And I was in this football stand, and I, I imagine thinking, like, imagine, like, cause it was pretty, it was pretty noisy. And uh, I was thinking, like, imagine all these people listening to one person. Like, there wasn't a moment in the match where it was, like, quiet. There was always something going on. But imagine 2,000 people listening to one person. And imagine that person saying to those 2,000 people, you killed him. That's what he said. That's what he said there. You killed him. And you know what? When you accused him, they said he was innocent. And you killed him. That's what it says. He was innocent and you killed him. Sometimes um, we see um, pictures of Peter delivering these sermons. Okay? And that, he's like this in the pictures. He's like this. You know, see, I just, I'll, I'll move the chair so people can see. Okay. This is genuinely, honestly, you see this in, in this is how This is how Peter's pictured when he, when he gives his sermons. He's like this. Or he's like this. But he wasn't. He was saying, you killed him. He probably raised his voice. 
And he probably pointed and said, you killed him. He wasn't calm when he said, you were the guys that killed my saviour. My friend, you killed him and he was innocent. And you even had a chance to let him go. And you chose, you chose the killer over Jesus. That's what Peter says. You chose it, not us. You were the one who killed our Saviour. But then, he offers them, um, you know, a little something. You killed him, but he's alive. It's great. I've got another quote for this. This is why I love this one. Um, I don't know who wrote this one, because it didn't have a name to it. Okay. It says, Easter says you can put truth in a grave, but it won't stay there. Easter says you can put truth in a grave, but it won't stay there. All those things you did to Jesus couldn't stop him, not even death. And I'm a witness to this. Not even death could stop him, and I am a witness to it. And he said, for all those that believe in this resurrection, you will be saved. He's opened up a way for you to be saved, and that is an amazing thing. And so the question is, what are we to do with it? We've got Peter here, and he's preaching, and it's amazing. But oh, sometimes it's really difficult to just go out there and preach, isn't it? And I, you know, we went into into Newcastle the other day, into the city centre, and there was a guy there. And I have no idea where he was from or, or denomination. And he had um, a microphone uh, attached to him and he was preaching. You might, you've probably, have you seen him like, like a monument and things like that? Think, wow, what a brave thing to do. I didn't know where he was from and I couldn't really understand what he was saying um, very well. But he was out there and he was preaching. And I was like, ah, that's amazing. Great. I was like, good on you. I don't know what, you, what you're doing, but I hope you're doing the right thing hope you went to Cliff College or something like that, I don't know. Um, but he was out there and he was preaching. Okay? And what we're not saying is that we have to get our boombox and go out preaching. Um, we don't. Okay? There are many different ways in which we can witness to the death and the resurrection of Christ. Many different ways. Okay? And I think one of the best things uh, in, what, near, uh, four four and a bit years of coming to this church is recently hearing stories about groups of people going out and being a witness to Christ. It makes my heart rejoice. I, you know, when people come forward and say, we went to this charity shop. I know like, the um, Bible study group that I was with went to charity shops and gave out things. And some went to the hospice. And, you know, we had um, Jim Robin, the other day, their, their dog. And that was amazing. Being intentional about our faith, going out and witnessing to people about the death and resurrection of Christ. And we're not saying to everyone, you know, Christ died and rose again. But we're saying, oh, you know, do you, want to, do you want us to pray with you? And we're saying, oh, we really appreciate you. 
And honestly, it's the best thing that I've seen this church do is just go out and be themselves and be witnesses to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. I think it's great. And that's what I try to do every single day. And just that one, that one girl who said, yeah, I want to press the reset button on my life. That was worth it. It was worth it. It's worth £40,000 on that theology degree. Every single penny of it. I'd do it again. It was definitely worth it um, to see that. And those quotes that I read out before, um, when I read them, I, I just typed into Google um, quotes about um, the resurrection. And when I read them all, there was a passage um, that sprung to mind, okay? And that was from uh, Corinthians, okay? Uh, it's Paul, um, and it's in Corinthians 15:17, And it's very similar um, to what I read out in the quotes, okay? And it says this. And if Christ has been raised, sorry, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile, you are still in your sins. And, and I think that's just an amazing and really simple way of saying it. Those people who um, Peter talked to that day, I, I, don't, I don't know if they came to faith or not. Many of them, I suspect, probably didn't. They were probably too stubborn and too stuck in their ways to realise what was going on. And they just completely missed it. But what went on from there was many, 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 many people believed in what he said. And the same power that we're going to learn about in a couple of weeks when we get to Pentecost, that Peter had, that rose Jesus from the dead, that they testified to, is in us. And we can do the things that they do heal people we can preach to people we can talk to people sometimes people that need to know about Jesus knock on your door that's true that happened to me two weeks ago and you've got to be ready sometimes you've got to be intentional about it and go to a charity shop and tell someone that they're loved and they're appreciated but let let us not let this spirit of doing things for our community die. Let it continue. We don't want to get to next Lent and go, should we start thinking about our community again? Should I think about my neighbours? We need to be doing that this afternoon and tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday and every day thinking and being witnesses to Jesus Christ. There's nothing more important than that. If you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead, then you are a witness to that. Let's go out and witness to him being alive. Amen.